Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Yeah, yeah. All I care about is money and loyalty. Thank you for inviting me on the show. Uh, I'm really excited to be here with you. Um, first, I want to say happy Memorial Day to everybody. Thank you for all of our soldiers and our vets who go out there and sacrifice their lives for us. Uh, we really appreciate you. Um, we're in Baltimore, Maryland. Uh, home to me, I was I was born in Hartford County, Baltimore, great raised in uh, Hartford County. Uh, went to Joppa Town High School, played basketball there, made a bunch of friends you know, that are with me to this day. Uh, and because of that, I really wanted to do something within that community. Um, therefore, myself and Reg, you are part of it as well. College friends, hometown friends, we all got together and we decided to use basketball as a tool to go back to the community for our youth and teach them not only about the game of basketball, but, you know, life in general, education and staying, staying in school and staying out of the streets. Uh, I appreciate that intro And for you guys I didn't mention He's the founder And CEO of Hoop Impact uh, Sports and Entertainment Am I right? Yes sir Yes sir uh, he, he gives back to the inner community Where he was from Like he said And uh, it's just a good way To give back to To the kids Who may not have role models They can look up to someone Like Ryan um, So Ryan What What made you start Your own uh, camp and uh, eventually it's going to be leagues and whatnot. What made you start this? What was your, I guess, blueprint or who uh, steered you into this direction? Well, growing up, um, my uncle used to call my mom and my parents, really, my mom, my mom and my dad, and say, hey, you know, bring Ryan down here. I have a friend who runs a basketball camp. You know, he's Michael Jordan's right-hand man. Um, but, you know, his resume itself speaks for it, for him. Um, so he's a good guy. He has his camp called Achievement Unlimited Basketball School. Uh, Mr. Fred Woodfield is the finder, founder of that um, and, I, and the director. At first, he, you know, stared off a little bit from being the director and just played a founder role. But he came back and be, um, now he's both founder and director. 
And really growing up in that camp made me excited because I seen somebody who wasn't in the NBA, but still did everything that he wanted to do as far as his goals and his dreams. You know, he always said it was it's like a, you have a one in a million chance to get into the NBA. So what's your backup plan or what are you going to do even if you go in the NBA and, you know, the ball stops? You know, you always need to have a plan, not really a plan B, but, you know, a plan. And he, he stressed to us that, you know, basketball wasn't everything. It is a great part. You can use it as far as you want, as, as far as you're going to let it or let it, it will take, take you. It. Yeah. And, you know, after that, live your life. So he taught us the same thing that I'm trying to teach the youth up here. You know, basketball third after staying um, in school and, and, and getting a good education or doing trade or working on the trade if you're an engineer or stuff of that nature. Um, and then just staying out of the streets. I remember he said that, you know, he had a few teammates that he grew up with that's no longer with him because, you know, drug related issues. So stuff of that nature. And when I saw that there was nothing like that in the community, I'm going down North Carolina to work the camp that I grew up in that I just spoke about. And I'm coming back home and there was nothing back here in that, you know, form of fashion. So I was like, you know, we can do this. So I've been a part of, there's been three camps so far, right? Three. three. I've been a part of two. Yes, sir. And uh, from what I, from what I saw and, and what I've witnessed, uh, the kids were very engaged. They, they loved uh, coming to camp every day. For the most part, a lot of them got better. Some couldn't even dribble when they walked in. Um, there's kids that still ask about us today, the, the counselors and whatnot, and when's the next one going to be. Um, so let's uh, backtrack and start off from the first year. How do you think the first year went and um, in the second year and the third year? And how, what do you see in the near future for uh, Hoop Impact and the brand itself? First year was nerve wracking because we never did it before. You know, it was yourself, Red, you are Red, yourself, Mel, <laughs> a whole bunch of people from school and, like I said, home that came and, and decided to rally for this cause. And Red, literally, like, we probably had 10 people sign up for the camp online. So I had about 20 staff members and we only had 10 people that signed up. But the first day, we had about 50 to 60 campers there. So it was overwhelming. Like, where all these kids come from? And like I said, they wanted to learn. They weren't just there to play around or dribble the ball in circles. They wanted to know about the game. And they actually were more attentive than what I expected. So the first year when we launched it, it I mean, it was a blessing. It was really um, an eye-opener because you know that the game is in good hands. Anytime people want to learn about the game, you know, like, you know, this game is going to go far. Uh, then the next year, it was the same same thing. I mean, this, it was better because I felt as though the staff that we had, we pretty much it was our second rodeo. So we we had already built friendships. We had a few more people that came on board, and then because of that, it was just, it was just great. Third year was tough. It was real tough. It was my first year, basically fresh out of college. Um, for year one and year two, we were all in college. We all you know were full-time students, so we didn't have a full-time job. Third year, I couldn't really ask the whole staff to come back. Therefore, I ran it more of a clinical style. And that was where I could be more intimate with the campers. Uh, previous years, um, one of our coaches, Rafiq, he would always say, hey, man, like you need to be there because the kids want to like see you. They want to they be with you. 
And that year, last year, they had the opportunity to do that. I mean, I was with them from eight to four every day, and it was really tiresome. But it, they, their energy just kept it going the whole week. Uh, this year, I think I'm gonna do it that same form of fashion, but it's just gonna be on a smaller scale where I just do more one on one, or you know, I have ten campers or athletes that want to come to the gym and I do um, clinical workouts. I think that's where training is going now, just really workouts. And then I want to do that going forward, but next year I'll probably have a big, you know, inaugural or finale camp. But now I'm going to try and get into leagues. Um, Hoop Impact has always been geared to the youth in the community. But, you know, I have men and women who still love the game. Maybe they don't play college, they don't play overseas anymore or stuff of that nature, but they still love this game and they're just sitting around just waiting for, you know, an open gym. So I'm trying to give them the opportunity to come out and, and still, you know, do their do their thing, you know, have show their love for this game. Um besides basketball, I know it's it's more than a game, like you said, um, but you want to teach them about life skills and whatnot. And I know you had a bunch of uh, special speakers. I was one who you caught me off guard with and I wasn't <laughs> really uh, prepared, but uh, I delivered a speech. But talk about the, the people who, who you had speak to the kids and, and their journeys and why you chose those certain people, whoever you want to mention. Well, I start off with you. Um, I had you speak really because of our personal relationships, our conversations. So yeah, I did call you off on off guard and called you on the spot. But that was only because, like I said, our conversations that we had in the past leading up to the camp. And that's really what I wanted to show campers. Any guest speaker that I had, they had to go through or are or is still going through some type of adversity. And they show that they can overcome or they are overcoming. So yourself, you know, being what most people would say, like a, a undersized guard, but still, you know, killing the conference. They need to hear something like that. You know how you didn't go to a college that was recruited that should have recruited you, um, how highly recruited you. And then you went to Newman University and killed that team. So stuff like that. I really appreciate, you know, adversity. And then um, I had Isaiah Fillmore, who, when he spoke, I really wanted him to speak on the actual work that you have to put in the game. You know, he plays overseas. He didn't make it to the NBA, but he plays overseas. And the work that he puts in the game isn't easy. I don't I don't want anybody to think that they just can come out on the court and just put the ball between their legs and throw up a three like Steph Curry or just power their way to the basket like, you know, LeBron James. Um, and lose in the finals. That we'll save that conversation for later. <laughs> but <laughs> no, nah, but like the actual work that they have to put in, I think that's really big for them to get. And last year we had an officer come, and that was probably the most powerful, impactful out of all of them. Only because I say this, the 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 relationship and the tension right now between the community and officers is so high that when you have an officer come in, and I didn't really want to do it the way I did it as far as having an African-American officer come in, but I think that even helped a little bit more because the kids got to see somebody that looks like them, that serves their community, and his his speech was more impactful and informative. He told them what to do when you are encountering an officer um, and what not to do, how to conduct yourself. And it's sad that we had to have this conversation in 2017, but if we're going to have it, I would rather have it in a more, you know, Calm, informative uh, environment. 
So it sounds like it was a good turnout as far as speakers go and the camp as well uh, in the thir- last summer, the clinics. Um, so do any of the kids reach out to you still, even though, uh, it's been two or three summers, but, uh, do any kids reach out to you and ask you for advice or, uh, ask you to come to any games or give you highlights, uh, things of that nature? Do they still reach out to you? Yeah, I actually, um, one of, one of our first campers, his name was Adam. I still talk to him. Uh, he plays for Harper Tech, uh, Jaquan. I, I, I mean, we talk. We actually have a group chat on Instagram. I really don't want to give them my phone number because, you know, I don't want them just things of that nature. But no, but I talk to them. They they can reach out to me any point in time and they know that. And I I want them to feel comfortable with that. But they reach out to me. I know pretty much all their grades. Um, I know that I actually probably owe a few of them a pair of sneakers after this, you know, fourth quarter is over for school. But, you know, I went to their game. I I was offered a coaching job at Joppa Town this year. Unfortunately, I, because of certain things, I was just like, you know, maybe I shouldn't do it this year because I didn't want to seem biased to the players who go to Hoop Impact and they say, okay, you know, Coach Ryan is coaching for Joppa Town. What about, you know, the players who, coach, who play for Harper Tech, Aberdeen? So because of that, this year I said no, but maybe I'll do it in the future. But I talk to those guys and those young ladies, you know, as, as often as I can or whenever they feel comfortable, you know, give me a call. Yeah, I follow a couple of the, a couple of the kids on uh, Instagram, and I see they're doing well. One kid who's from Philly, uh, Mean Bryant, mm-hmm. he's yeah. doing well in high school. I believe he goes to Archbishop Wood mm-hmm. in, in Philadelphia, and he, he's doing really well. And, and for AU, uh, he plays for Kyle Lowry's AU team. Um, and he's doing well. That's one person I, I can think off the top that I always see on Instagram. Um, and not to cut you off, though, Rez, but we remember you remember his story. His story was his story was crazy. He had a, a friend who was just we we told him, you know, you got to cut him off. Like he, his friend was actually better than him in basketball, but he just had a horrible attitude. Yeah, and and I see. I, I, from the outside looking in from Instagram, it, it looks like he's on a better track as far as basketball. A lot of players do have tempers, and I understand that. But if you can control your emotions mm-hmm. on the court and off, um, it's better for anybody, uh, especially when you have talent that they do at a young age. Yeah. Uh, they're early on in their high school careers. And I just only see them getting better as as they get older and more mature. Um, and it's and I'm glad to see kids are doing well that come out of the hoop impact uh, community because um, it not only does it give you I give you credit, but also the counselors, the coaches, uh, the parents who are involved, your parents, your grandparents. Uh, it just shows that it's is we're doing something for the greater good. I'm not from Maryland, but you're my friend, so. Uh, I feel involved doing this. So I feel like you're doing a great thing with Hoop Impact. Uh, I'm sure the kids appreciate it uh, more than you probably know. And uh, the, the parents who are involved, the, the, the guardians, whoever whoever's involved with, with the kids, I'm sure they appreciate it. And uh, I'm sure they want you to continue to do Hoop Impact. Uh, as they are getting older, there's still kids out in the community yeah. who need guidance uh maybe basketball isn't the way but still you teach life skills um so i I appreciate you for doing that for your community um and i know you've been talking about like taking it to like 
Trenton, New Jersey, mm-hmm. like where everybody is from and just taking it across, I ain't going to say the world, but where your friends live. Um, and I'm sure that's going to happen in the, in the future. Um, but going back to the league, wh- what do you feel – do you feel like it's going to happen this summer and what days and what ages? How do you think that'll go? So the league, uh, with my former job, I worked at Free State Sports Arena. And when I was there, I really learned, you know, league development, how to start a league, how to run a league, how to market a league. So I give, you know, that job experience a lot of credit for that. Um, that that being said, I do have, um, I have a scheduled meeting for tomorrow. Hopefully, I get some good news out of that, and we can we can launch this league this year. Because, like I said, you know, I know a lot of older hoopers that want to get involved. So theoretically, it's going to be an 18 and over uh, league. I want to have two leagues though, one for competitive, and you know, one non-competitive. Uh, really, just like a social setting, because you don't want to really mix it too. There's people who come out here or will come out there, and they want to like you know, they want to win. And then there's other people who want to come up there and, you know, they don't, they don't mind shooting the ball around. I, the, the biggest thing is to have, you know, a great time. Uh, and then the day, as far as the day, you know, I, I'm really kind of praying on that. I, I like Wednesday or Thursday. Uh, I like it for the end of the week because it gives everybody something to look forward to on their work their work day, like I'm working on Monday and I know, look, man, I know this game is coming on Thursday or Friday, well, not Friday, but Thursday or Wednesday, you know, I, I can I can grind out through the day. So I really want it to be something highly anticipated. And the people in the community, they've been asking for this for years. So I know it's going to be something of that sort. Uh, well, it sounds like it's, it's, it's going well. I wish you well on your uh, interview tomorrow. Um, any closing remarks before we we sign off of this episode? Yeah, I just want, like I said in the beginning, I want to thank you, Reg, for this opportunity. Um, sometimes last year, I told the campers I wasn't going to do hoop impact because I think sometimes you kind of get overwhelmed with your everyday life routine and stuff of that nature. But it's always good to have that pep talk or that that constant reminder, like, hey, this is bigger than you. I don't want anybody to say, oh, Hoop Impact is what Ryan Stokeland did. At one point in time, I, hopefully one day it'll be like, you know, Hoop Impact will be his own brand and people don't even know who, you know, the director of or the founder of Hoop Impact is. Um, on the side note, I was doing research on the Drew League because I, I really didn't know who was the founder of the Drew League. You just know how popular the Drew League is. Yeah. You know, that that gentleman, he's going to he gets he gets credit for it. But, you know, the league itself is a brand. So when, even when he, he can be long and gone, he might not be involved in it as much now. But you just know that the Drew League is, has his own brand. It's not that gentleman's brand. So hopefully one day, you know, people will say, OK, yeah, who can pack? And Ryan Stone's name won't even come up. And that's how I know that we're being successful. And another thing, you know, it's just not the success on the court that I'm proud of our campers. We had a valedictorian graduate. So, I mean, that that makes me more exciting, excited about that. Uh, then, you know, somebody getting an uh, athletic scholarship. Both of them are great things, but I'm still excited about, you know, the, the valedictorian who got a full ride to Prosper, but an academic scholarship. So stuff of that nature, I'm really proud of our campers. Um, I don't take them for granted. You know, even my little cousin, it was hard coaching him, but, you know, he's doing real good when he now. Um, so I just want to thank everybody who's involved. Um, uh, we all have stock in these young kids and, and, and who've been packed. So it's, it's, it's only going to go higher from here. 
Well, once again, I want to thank you, Ryan, for uh, who's the founder and director of Hoop Impact. I want to thank you again for coming on uh, my podcast and, and talk about your brand, uh, your camp, what you want to do with the with your, uh, Hoop Impact. Hoop impact, excuse me. And uh, I just want to thank you because you didn't have to do this. Um, but once again, I, I want to thank you guys for listening in uh, on Nightly Sports Talk uh, podcast. I'm your host, Reggie Coleman. Uh, and until next time. <laughs>